Welcome to the Mile High Basketball Podcast with your host, Michael Gutierrez Jr. Um, and with this uh, podcast is brought to you by Poles Podcast Network. Uh, you know, this is the first podcast of the Mile High Basketball Pod. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to get into what I have to talk about today. Uh, you know, I'll be talking about all things Denver Nuggets basketball um, from games analysis to game breakdowns. Uh, you know, everything Denver Nuggets, you know, so uh, that's what I'm going to be covering from a week-to-week basis, and uh, that's, what, that's what's going to happen here is, um, you know, we'll be talking Joker, we'll be talking Murray, we'll be talking Barton, Millsap, you know, everybody on the roster, IT, you know, can't wait for him to come back, uh, you know, getting updates about him. Michael Porter Jr., when they come back, you know, this team is number one in the West right now, sitting at 25 and 11. And, you know, these players like Isaiah Thomas, Michael Porter Jr., Gary Harris Jr., Paul Millsap, they've they've missed time and they are 25 and 11 right now. Um, you know, they captured a, a victory last night against uh, – the Sacramento Kings, which was a very good game, very good game. Uh, the final score was one seventeen, one thirteen, but it was a tell of two halves. Um, the Denver Nuggets, you know, they started out pretty slow last night. Uh, I mean, the first quarter was thirty six, thirty six. Jokic and Jokic and Murray had a little two man game going. I'll get into that in segment segment number three. But uh, you know, the two man game of Jokic and Murray is something something special and you know I don't think enough people were talking about it you know I was listening to the Ringer podcast with uh, Kevin O'Connor and some of his other goofies um you know they don't they talk about the Nuggets but not very highly they're still not woke about them I'm very woke about the Denver Nuggets uh obviously I'm covering them right now uh the two-man game of Jokic and Murray is something special. Um, you know, just those two on the offensive end together is is something to be uh, scared of if you're the other teams in the Western Conference right now. And, you know, these, these two players are only going to get better. Murray is 21 years old. Jokic is, um, I think, 23. And, I mean, these two together is going to be a hot commodity in the NBA for years to come. But anyways, um, in the first quarter it was ended. It ended thirty six thirty six. The the Kings and Nuggets were playing. You know the pace was very very fast, high tempo in favor of the Sacramento Kings. Um, Buddy Hill came out to a hot start. Uh, and um, Bogey Bogdanovich, he had a hot start also. Uh, the starters for the Kings were um, Fox Shumpert. Healed and Kali Stein and Vialitsa. That's a hard name to say. I didn't know how to say it at first, but you know, I had to say it because he is a starter. And for the Nuggets, the starters were Jamal Murray, uh, Craig, Harmon Gomez, Plumley, and Jokic. But the thing about the Nuggets is their bench, their bench players are really good. Uh, Monte Morris is, you know, he's having a stellar year after playing in the G League last year, being. Uh, drafted in the second round, 51st overall. Uh, he's doing real great in that backup point guard role. 
you know, he, he brings the energy. He uh, knows how to run the offense. He plays defense. At least he tries to play defense because he's being undersized. But still, Monte Morris is a great backup point guard right now, and he's bringing great energy to the Denver Nuggets bench. So, actually, correction, at the end of one, it was 30-30. And Jokic and Hield and Galizia, whatever his name is, um, you know, they had the hot starts, and for the most part, there was no defense. De'Aaron Fox was getting anywhere on the court he wanted in the first quarter. Um, but as I, as I saw, the Kings came out playing a little bit harder than the Nuggets. You know, the Nuggets on the road in Sacramento, uh, you know, you could be a little bit a little tired. Uh, Joker looked like a big boy. looked like he just got done eating ding-dongs, getting off the bus, but he had 10 points in the first quarter, and he kept the Nuggets in it. So, uh, but we moved on in the second quarter. Millsap in the post was, you know, exposing Harry Giles off the bench for the Sacramento Kings. But in the second quarter, the Kings came out and, you know, they played a better a, a better quarter than the, the Nuggets. You know, the Nuggets kind of looked out of it. They had no energy. They, uh, they, what's it called? They just didn't hustle to the ball. They weren't making the plays. They, they were getting second chance opportunities on the boards, but, um, you know, uh, they weren't panning out for them. They didn't capitalize on those second chance opportunities. And, uh, you know, the Kings just outplayed them in that second quarter. Uh, the ball movement for the Sacramento Kings was great. Bogey was a spark off the off the bench, you know. There was three fouls on Valencia, but Bogey kept them, you know, kept them rolling. Buddy Hield, De'Aaron Fox, you know, those three players right there were making the, the difference in the second quarter. They were playing fast-paced, and the Nuggets just couldn't keep up with them in the second quarter. And, uh, yeah, it was all about the bench play for the Sacramento Kings in the second quarter. And, you know, the Kings right now are 19-18, and 18, so, you know, a good little gritty team. But the Nuggets should have been playing like that in the second quarter. You know, they come out stronger in the second quarter. Uh... Fox is too fast, you know, up and down the court. Monte Morris couldn't couldn't stop him. Jamal Murray couldn't stop him. And, uh, you know, the, it was hot shooting from the Kings in that quarter. Uh, the Kings outscored the Nuggets 36-23 in the second quarter, you know. So it's just a big indicator that the Nuggets were not playing up to their potential and they were getting outplayed as I was watching the game last night. Um, you know, the Nuggets had too many turnovers, too many careless turnovers. And that's the thing that will beat them. You know, they'll beat themselves like that. The turnovers. Joker was throwing careless passes. Jamal Murray put careless passes. Uh, Lyles taking bad shots. Um, you know, I, 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 it was a bad quarter from them for them. And... You know, in the third quarter, they came out strong. But let's just keep talking about the second quarter. You know, there's a missed dunk by Gary Harris Jr., which, I mean, they were down by 15 and would could have cut it to 13. But he missed the dunk. He instead went for the dunk, but he missed it. But uh, the Kings had more hustle in that second quarter. They had missed opportunities. The Nuggets did. Uh, the ball move for the Kings, like I said, was very potent and very fluid. You know, they're playing harder, you know, the cuts and everything. They were playing really good basketball last night. And to be top dog in the West, you, you got to play good ball. And the Kings were playing that good basketball in the second quarter. 
and the backcourt was lacking. You know, Jamal Murray only had two points, two points in the first half, but that changed in the third. But at half, it was 66 to 53 Kings. So, but so as we moved into the third quarter, Murray, you know, he had a, he's having a quiet night, but uh, they cut it to four with 858-7066 in the third quarter. Jokic in that quarter had three threes, and he had 21 points in the third. And uh, they came out on a, on a 13-4 run to start, and, you know, the Kings call a timeout. And like I said, it was 70-66 at that time. The Nuggets picked up their energy in the third, and the two-man game with Jamal Murray and Jokic was on display last night. You know, Jokic would uh, do some ball actions at the top of the key. Um you know, fake to Jamal. Jamal would do the backdoor cut, and there was a, a moment in the game where he backdoor cutted, and he dunked it. You know, and Jamal Murray he had 19 total points in that frame, so he was up to 21 points at that in the third quarter. And the offensive boards, you know, the Nuggets were just dominating the Kings on the offensive boards last night. Uh, so in that third quarter, the energy picked up. The turnovers were uh, were not there anymore. Um, the Kings started to turn the ball over, and they looked like they were tired. You know, their their fast paced play, uh, they slowed down, and uh, the Nuggets outscored the Kings thirty one eighteen in the third. And Jamal Murray had nineteen, so Jamal Murray outscored the whole entire Sacramento Kings team in the third quarter. And you know, at the end of three, it was all tied up eighty four to eighty four. Anyways, we moved into the fourth quarter. Jamal Murray, he was heating up. He kept on. Just, you know, hitting shot after shot, tough shot after shot, as I might say. And I might add, uh, Jamal Murray was the difference in this game tonight, uh, last night, as I mean. Um, but it was 102.98 with four minutes left in the game. And the second chance opportunities, like I said, the Nuggets were, the Nuggets capitalized finally in the fourth quarter. They were capitalizing on their second chance points. Buddy Hill, though, was keeping the Kings in the game. Buddy Hill, uh, you know, he had a superb game. He, you know, he's a very much improved player from Oklahoma. People were saying that he wasn't going to pan out, but this this dude is doing great. He's averaging about 21 points per game for the Sacramento Kings, and that's, uh, you know, that's very good from last year. But, uh, yeah, Buddy Hill was keeping him in, and... He kept him in the game. He cut the the uh, lead to three at 104-101. But then Jamal Murray hit a dagger in the fourth quarter, put him up 107-101. Uh, Jamal Murray had 16 points in the fourth quarter. Like I said, he has ice in his veins after he hit that shot to put him up by three. Um, so he had a 34-point second half, which is crazy. Jamal Murray was having a quiet night. He had 34 points in the second half. And... The Kings only have 44 in the second, as if I'm not mistaken. So Jamar Murray basically played outplayed the Kings in the second half. But Bogey, Bogey Bogdanovich uh, kept them in with a deep three at the end. And under 25 seconds, it was 115-111. But at the end of the game, and everything all said, the Nuggets came out with a win 117-113, bringing that record to 25-11 and, and still staying number one in the West. And the the Kings would drop to nineteen and nineteen, and you know, you know they can only keep pace in this weird, wacky Western Conference, and they still sit at ninth. But for the Knights, 
stats for the night, um, top three scores for the Denver Nuggets was Jokic with 26 points, 13 rebounds, and 6 assists. He went 10 to 18 from the field. He went 3 of 8 from 3, and he shot 55.6% from the field. Very great game by the Joker. As always, he's a phenomenal talent, and he's only going to get better. And I can't wait to see how better he gets. You know, Can't wait to see him in the playoffs. Uh, Jamal Murray had 36 points, 7 boards, 6 assists. He went 12 of 24 from the field and shot uh, 50% from the field, 6 of 12 from 3. That's 50% also. You know, he had a great game last night. Cold start in the first half, but the second half, you know, paid dividends to uh, the Denver Nuggets. And on the other side of the uh, the ball, you know, the King side, Buddy Hill had 29 points. He went 12 of 19 from the field, six shot 63%, and he went 5 of 9 from 3. Uh, excellent game, but, you know, they're a young team, and uh, – I expect them to get way better next year. They'll probably be in the playoffs. This year, they'll probably miss by a little bit. But Buddy Hill, phenomenal game. Great consistency. Uh, De'Aaron Fox had 16 points, 8 assists, 7 of 10 from the field, and 70% from the field. Um, that's great game. De'Aaron Fox, great point guard. Um, let me just say that he's better than Lonzo Ball. Let me say that. Anyways, but Jamal Murray, one of the best Guards in the NBA right now, 21 years old, having 36 points. Superb, superb game from Jamal. But, you know, they have a long way. They're 25 and 11, first in the West with injuries. You know, they're going to get a little bit better. They'll get a little bit better in the months to come. But we're going to take a short break. Uh, and like I said, this podcast is brought to you by... It is brought to you by, hold on, it is brought to you by Pulse Podcast Network. Pulse Podcast Network. Great network. Short break. Welcome back to uh, the Mile High Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Pulse Podcast Network. Like I said, brought to you by Pulse Podcast Network. Um, We're going to be talking about Jamal Murray in... uh, Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic, um, the two-man game, as I said last night. Uh, the two-man game between them two is, I think, will take them far into the playoffs this year. Um, Jamal Murray, you know, let me break it down for you here. The Joker can set a screen, and Jamal can choose to go to use, right? He'll choose to use, and... You know, most of the time, Jamal will pull up from three. Um, so, and that's a good shot. Jamal Murray makes most of the shot. He's shooting, uh, I think, just over 40% from three. And, um, yeah, if if he chooses to take it, he takes it. If he doesn't choose to take it, Joker, he can pop out and he can slip the pick. And Joker has so many options. You know, if he slips the pick and you give him the ball at the top of the key, he has so many options because he's such a great passer. And he can find the three-point shooters on the wing. And he can find people in the middle like my uh, like Plumlee. Um, so the two-man game will pay dividends in the playoffs. Uh, so let's go to the other side. Jamal Murray, you know, decides to, to pass the ball to Joker. Joker can go back and do some ball actions at the top with Jamal Murray. And uh, Jamal can use the pick, and then he can throw a little uh, back pass back to Joker from the three-point line. The Joker's shooting 
Uh, just above maybe 30% from the three-point line right now this season. Uh, he went four for eight last night. Uh, it's great. That's 50%. But the Joker is is lethal, you know. He's a lethal player in any spot of the, the floor, particularly in the post because he finds anybody. He finds the cutters. He finds uh, shooters on the wings. And, you know, um, it just spaces the floor out. And I, that's why I think that they're doing so good this year. Joker spaces the floor out. Jamal Murray has space to to work. And these two players are very complementary to each other. Uh, you know, my throwing Gary Harris into the mix. Uh, Gary Harris is a knockdown shooter. Like I said, that Joker can spread the floor. And he will find Harris in the corners. Harris cutting. And like even like Torrey Craig. Torrey Craig is a defensive specialty player, but he can cut. And he uh, last night he made some cuts for Joker, and he knows what he's doing on the court. Um, Heron Gomez, that dude's good too. You know, uh, in the post, he's a very smart player, has a very high IQ. You know, they're starting five right now. is pretty good. Millsap and Harris off the bench, and it makes their team even better when those players go off the court for some rest. And the rotations that Mike Malone is doing right now is uh, beneficial to the team. But when Isaiah Thomas and Michael Porter Jr. come back and Will Barton, he's going to have some problems, but some good problems at that. Um, so I, I really can't wait to see what happens with the rotations and the minutes, like whose minutes get taken away. Because Monte Morris is doing great at the backup point guard right now. But Isaiah Thomas is uh, wanting to play and you know get that bag, as they all say out there, because he's only on a one-year contract and half the year is up already. So it's going to be interesting what Mike Malone does uh, come when Isaiah Thomas returns. Uh, and Michael Porter Jr., you know, I think he'll fit it right in, spacing the floor, hitting threes. Uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm really excited to see how he plays and pans out for the Denver Nuggets. It was a great pick for them. Um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is going to fit well. Uh, I think he's going to take some of Hanoncho Pernon Gomez's minutes, but I think it's going to be good, you know. I think he's going to be a really good player for them. Uh, another player that caught my eye these past couple of games is Malik Beasley. He's averaging about maybe 18 points per game over the past five games. Malik Beasley is a, a freak of nature. You know, the dude plays defense and he can score. You know, he's bringing great minutes to the Denver Nuggets. And, you know, last night I was watching Inside the NBA and Shaq said that the Denver Nuggets are not deep, but I'd have to disagree with him. Uh, the Denver Nuggets do have depth and they are deep. Will Barton hasn't even played. You know, Will Barton's a top defender in the NBA. Um Isaiah Thomas, a bucket getter. Michael Porter Jr. yet to see what he can do in the NBA, but I still feel that this guy is gonna pan out to be a star. Mason Plumley um in the front line, you know, he's doing great uh with Nikola Jokic, you know, playing well off of him. They're playing well off each other. Um, you know, Trey Lyles, he's a great hustle player, but sometimes he takes the dumb shot. So I think his minutes will get eaten up by Michael Porter Jr. And, you know, you know, I just can't wait for the playoffs. I can't wait for the playoffs. I'm not going to say that this team's going to be the number one seed going into the playoffs, but I see them being in the top five, at least maybe three, you know, the three seed. But this team is a team to be reckoned with. And I wouldn't sleep on the Nuggets. Would not sleep on them. But, um, yeah, this was going to be a short segment. Um, 
we're going to be right back. We're going to end the show off with uh, previewing some upcoming games and, you know, reviewing the Western Conference standings right now and talking about, you know, what might happen. And, you know, we'll be right back. We'll be right back uh, with some more Mile High Basketball Podcast. Welcome back to the Mile High Basketball Podcast brought to you by Pulse Podcast Network. Brought to you by Pulse Podcast Network. Um, this is a new network I, I currently joined. Um, you know, can't wait to see the progress and my listens. And, you know, please, please listen to my podcast. Um, you know, I'm trying to build a resume, you know, of podcast stuff. Uh, I also have some stuff on um, the sports column. I just wrote an article about the wild card weekend and my predictions. And, um, yeah, go check that out, please. Thank you. Anyways, we're we're getting back into the pod. Um, yeah, going back to t- getting back into the pod. Sorry about that. Uh, going back into the pod, we're gonna be talking about some some upcoming games for the Denver Nuggets and predicting out what's gonna happen. Uh, the next game they play is on Saturday at five p.m. Uh, yeah, five p.m. They play at five p.m. Against the Charlotte Hornets, who sit at eighteen and nineteen in the Eastern Conference, uh, a player to watch out for there is Kimball Walker. Of course, Kimball Walker is playing at an All Star level. He probably will be an All Star this this year. Um, but the Nuggets, I think, they're playing at home. At home right now, they're fifteen and three. Uh, you know, it's very hard to beat the Nuggets at home. The Nuggets are averaging one hundred and ten points per game. Uh, they average forty seven point one rebounds per game. 27.1 assists per game. That's great, you know, great stats right there. At home, they're 15 and three, like I said, and the Hornets, 18 and 19. They are very, uh, they're consistently win and then they lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. That's how it's been the whole year. They'll probably this is a game they, they that uh, if they want to keep going that pattern, they would win and be 19 and 19. But I don't see that happening. The Denver Nuggets just have too much, too much depth, and the Hornets don't. Uh, the Hornets, they're sporadic, as, as I might just, you know, say that about them. Uh, Kemba Walker, he's scoring, uh, I think, 20, 27 points per game. Um, and they're good. They're good. They're okay team, but they're not good enough to beat the Denver Nuggets. But I'm going to watch that game, of course, on Saturday and uh, cover that and break down the game. But, you know... What I'm going to say, I say the Nuggets winning 120 to 120, no, no, 120 to 105. And I see um, Jokic having another big game. Murray's going to have a quiet night, uh, but Gary Harris will have a big game too that game. I mean, Jeremy Lamb is okay defender, but I don't think he'll be able to defend Gary Harris or Jamal Murray. Well, Jamal Murray will be guarded by Kimball Walker. Anyways, uh, see the Nuggets winning that game pretty handily and you know the nuggets the nuggets are a great team and you know the the, the pace they play at uh, I don't think the the hornets can keep up with it especially in the mile high you know uh, the altitude and that's another reason why the nuggets are so hard to beat at home the altitude messes with a lot of teams but um the Nuggets are proven. They've beaten the likes of the Celtics, the Warriors, the Lakers, 
they beaten those three teams, and I've, that really solidifies to me that they are the real deal and are ready to make a push in the playoffs. And last year they missed the, the playoffs by one game, losing to the Timberwolves. Uh, would have been better if the Nuggets ran for the NBA's sake. I might just say that. But, you know, the Denver Nuggets are primed to make a little run at the Western Conference Finals. You know, I'm not going to say that they're going to go to the finals this year. They have some growth still to make, and, you know, they have time. They have time. Their team is not fully healthy, which is amazing to me that they're 25-11 and 11 with uh, one of the – I mean, the one of the best records in the NBA right now. And being at tops of the West is, you know, great because the Western Conference, uh, as we get into the Western Conference standings, uh, the standings are crazy. Uh, they've been crazier than ever. It's it's a crazy time in the West. Let me go through it. Um, let's go through the Western Conference. Uh, you know, no, the standings. Denver sits at twenty five and eleven. Uh, Oklahoma City twenty four and thirteen at the two. Golden State 25 and 14, Houston 25 22 and 15. Houston is with their last 10 9 and 1, the hottest team in the NBA right now. Uh the Blazers are 22 and 16 at the fifth spot, the Clippers at the 6th at 21 and 16, San Antonio 22 and 17 at the 7th and the Lakers rounding out the 8 at 21 and 17. Um and then you keep going Kings 19 and 19 at the ninth spot, Memphis 18 and 19 at the 10th spot, the Dallas Mavericks 18 and 19 at the 12th, Utah 18 and 20 at the 13th, and Minnesota 17 and 21, New Orleans 17 and 22, and then dead last Suns 9 and 30. Every team besides the Suns is trying to get into the playoffs. It is insane. It's really crazy in the West, and it's going to come down to the last week for seeding places and stuff like that. Uh, but, I, you know, maybe Denver stays at one. Maybe they stay at one because of all the home games they can win. And, uh, you know, having that home court advantage in the playoffs would be big for them, big time for them. But the Western Conference standings won't be looking like this in a couple months. Believe me. Believe me. It won't be looking like this come April, May. But that's going to do it for the first Mile High Basketball Podcast. Uh, I thank you for listening on this day on January 4th, 2019. I will be back with the pod on probably Sunday night. Um, you know, covering the Charlotte Bobcats, Charlotte Hornets game, uh, who they play, the Nuggets play them. Um, and yeah, like I said, this is the first podcast for the Mile High Basketball Pod, and it's only going to get better. You know, there's a little bit of content right now. I'm going to gather a lot more content together, uh, put our shows together. Um, so this uh, podcast is brought to you by Poles Pocket. Poles Podcast Network. My bad. Poles Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Poles Podcast Network. And, uh, you know, thank you for listening. And I will see y'all on Sunday.
thank you again. And uh, one more thing. Go Nuggets.